Listener Production. The Aussie share market has continued to eat away at last month's declines. And what to expect from tonight's US job growth figures. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday, the 3rd of November. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Laura. Stevie, I keep going to say October, actually. I'm still not quite familiar with the fact that it's November already, but the good thing about November is we've gained every single of those three days. Woohoo! That's that's right, unbeaten. (laughs) That's exactly right. It's like a heavyweight champion that is yet to lose. (laughs) Like Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, okay. Anyway, anyway, the share market... But the share market had a pretty good day today. It did have a pretty good day. In fact, the best day in three and a half weeks. It was actually the best day in seven weeks earlier today, which was more monumental, but we did fall back from those highs of the day, unfortunately. But still, over 1% higher. It's good. And the impressive thing here, it is sizable. And we've had, as you said, no losses yet this whole month. We've had four (laughs) straight days of gains. Whole month of three days. And the market's improved roughly 2.1% this week. So Mm. that's the best week we've had since early September. It's more impressive than that is in four days, we've recouped close to three quarters of last month's losses. Mm. So, you know, how quickly things can change. And we'll look at how markets have done over the course of the week as well, because there are some interesting developments as far as which sectors are actually standing out. But last night, we had a pretty good lead coming in from Wall Street, which was very helpful, of course. Absolutely. In four days, the US market's up 5%. So Mm. when you get that type of lead from the largest market in the world, it has a huge impact on us. One of the catalysts this week has been a seemingly more patient Federal Reserve, which is, of course, the American equivalent of our Reserve Bank here. And this is when it comes to potential rate hikes over in the United States. So more rate hikes generally slows down the share market. It pushes up borrowing costs for companies, changes up company valuations. It can leave individuals with loans with fewer dollars in their pockets as well. Yeah, you're absolutely right. The US markets have been having a pretty good time lately. And I guess for the past couple of days, at least, that's been on the back of the US Federal Reserve keeping rates on hold. That was widely expected. But for some reason, markets have taken this as the fact that the US Federal Reserve might be done with their interest rate hiking cycle, even though Fed Chair JP Jerome Powell did actually say that he could hike rates again in coming months. So that seemed pretty clear in his messaging. But for some reason, markets are expecting there to not be any more rate Mm. hikes to come. But of course, we will get a very key jobs report tonight Mm. and that could affect the December decision. That could change the the outlook for at least the rest of the the week or one session left. But also keep in mind that it does follow some pretty sizable declines for markets broadly around the world for the prior three months. So we are coming off the back of some heavy falls Mm. that we had recently. Uh, and, you know, yes, we've had an aggressive comeback, um, but of course it comes off the back of those, you know, significant declines. Yeah, definitely recouping those pretty steep declines that we've seen. In terms of sectors today, how did we do? We only saw one, one declining. That's a pretty good day. And that was only marginally. So energy stocks declined by less than a tenth of 1%. That was weighed by both energy producers and also coal miners were under a little bit of pressure again today. I'm looking at the sector performances. I'm seeing real estate stocks up over 2%. Industrials, same story there. Healthcare up almost 2% as well. A lot of the other sectors up around 1%. So pretty broad-based gains today. Exactly. And if we look at stocks, Macquarie was in the news today. It actually was all over the place. It was down this morning and it seemed to be 
off the back of a reaction, a knee-jerk reaction to its half-year profit results. But then it recovered in the afternoon and it's up about 1.3%. So this is the fifth largest bank on the Aussie market. It is the ninth biggest stock on the ASX outright. It's a bit different to the four big retail banks in how it makes its money. It makes its money from investment banking rather than, for the most part, lending to you know uh, people buying homes or businesses. And also it earns a lot of its money outside of Australia. But essentially back to its results, a 39% drop in its half-year profits, a smaller dividend that it'll be paying out as well of $2.55 per share, 15% down on last year. And it's linked, blame this in part, to its green investments, which includes solar and wind powered. And also its banking arm was held back by cost pressures. Yeah. And, you know, those lifts that we saw for Macquarie, we did have that knee-jerk reaction, as you mentioned, and then it did go higher. But we did see all of the major banks lifting quite substantially today as well. So that would have helped. We also had Afterpay's parent company, Block Inc. That's, of course, the buy now, pay later company. That was the best performer for all of today. The reason being, its US counterpart released its quarterly profit results last night, which were better than analysts had expected them to be. And it also upped its full-year guidance on the back of those solid results. So in the US, block shares were up quite a lot in after-hours trading. When I checked last, they were up around 19%. Here in Australia, the Aussie listing was up 25%. So very big gains for Block Inc. today. One of the hardest hit stocks today was Treasury Wine Estates, which is behind Penfolds and other wine brands, down 7.8%. That was back online after being in a trading halt for most of the week and basically raised a bit of cash from investors, about $604 million. Now, the reason for that is to help pay for a California-based wine group that it announced the acquisition of earlier this week. So it paid about $1.6 billion for that. And basically it's expansion into the United States. So it needs a bit of cash to get the bills paid. And that's what it's done today. So why don't we take a quick look back at what happened this week? Yeah, look, let's look at the uh, actual best performers and the worst on the sectors first up. So standouts, absolutely those sectors that have something to do with most sensitive Mm. to interest rates. So property stocks up almost six, six and a half percent this week. Tech, up about 4%, but also healthcare was up around 4 Most sectors actually improved. The only losers ended up being the utilities, energy stocks, and the consumer staples, which underwhelmed a little. As far as individual best and worst, uh, Neuron Pharmaceuticals, 21% higher this week. Block was up about 20 and Ingham's was up 17 And the worst included New Hope, IGO, and Origin Energy. And then looking ahead to tonight, we've already touched it at the top there of the podcast, but those job figures are really going to be pivotal in what happens at the December meeting. Of course, we've only had the other meeting just a few days ago, so it seems a little bit early to talk about it. But these... This is something that the Fed will look very, very closely at. So at the moment, we're expecting to see 180,000 jobs added in October, and we're expecting to see the unemployment rate steady at 3.8%. So anything outside of this could potentially, one, move markets, and two, impact what we are expecting for interest rates, and three, could also impact what happens with the next interest rate decision. Exactly. So for those wondering, the next interest rate decision in the US is on the 12th and 13th of December. That will obviously be the final one of 2023. And at the moment, the market's pricing in about an 80% chance that rates are going to be on hold the next time the Fed meets. So obviously a lot can change. And you're right, that meeting tonight could play quite a role. 
And of course, next week, we have mm. our interest rate decision here in Australia. How exciting. Is, is it going to be a big one? Yeah, it's on it's, Melbourne Cup Day It as actually well. is, is a big one. It's probably one of the biggest ones mm. that we've had in the past couple of months because overwhelmingly over the past few months, obviously, rates have been on hold for four months and that was widely expected. But this time around, it sort of could go either way. Markets are pricing in about a 50-50 yep. chance at the moment, even though that hotter inflation data that we saw just a couple of weeks ago did push the needle out to, to yep. possibly have a rate hike. Yeah, and that's going to make things interesting on Tuesday because it could go either way, as you say, if, and markets could respond to that. You know, when it's a close call and markets don't seem overly convinced, wouldn't be surprising to have a bit of a cautious start to the week potentially ahead of that decision. But there are some other things to watch as well, of course, outside of the RBA. We've got some monthly figures on inflation at the start of the week, which don't get as much attention as those, those other ones that we'll get later. But then we've also got in the US, JP, Jerome Powell, he'll be delivering a speech on Thursday and we've got some inflation stats out of China. Then we've also got the bank profit reporting season continuing, a couple of the big names out next week. We've got AGMs or annual meetings and quite a few US companies out with their earnings as well. Walt Disney will be one, eBay will be another, but also Uber. So maybe we can Uber out of here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> bye, friends. Have a lovely weekend. Chat next week. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved, and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting, and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.